As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPLGeneral. I'm recording on Tuesday morning ahead of Game Week 34. There's just five Game Weeks to go now. It's another Friday deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time, 90 minutes before Southampton-Leicester kicks off. Before that, there's Champions League and Europa League action for Chelsea, Man City, Man United and Arsenal this midweek. We're also hoping to get confirmation about the double Game Week 35 slash blank Game Week 36 fixture changes before the deadline so be patient with your transfers hold off until Friday if you can the headlines from game week 33 Chris Wood was the star of the game week scoring a first half hat-trick against Wolves and he topped it off with the assist for Westwood's goal for a huge 20 pointer well done if you owned the New Zealander I've seen quite a few people on FPL Twitter this week you had him up front so well done Kalechi Iheanacho continued his hot streak, scoring and assisting in the 2-1 win over Crystal Palace on Monday night for 12 points. Chelsea, Man United, Everton and Leeds all registered clean sheets in the game week, while Liverpool gave up theirs in the 95th minute, much to the frustration of Trent owners. Popular captain Mohamed Salah did deliver though, scoring a great goal and picking up two bonus points in the process. Sheffield United got a rare win at home to Brighton. David McGoldrick with the only goal of that game. And Matthias Pereira was in the points again for West Brom as they drew 2-2 with Aston Villa. Ollie Watkins getting a controversial assist in that one. You can subscribe to The Athletic right now for a special price of £3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of a subscription. You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. Simply visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to take advantage of this special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. We welcome a new member to the 59th Minute Club this week. Welcome Joe Linton from Newcastle. Off after 59 minutes against Liverpool for a one-pointer. Joe Linton's had quite a few 
50 something minute appearances this season a 54 a 56 so finally he's joined the club just in time before the season finishes a couple of notable mentions this week as well nelson Semedo at wolves managed just 57 minutes for a zero pointer against burnley because he'd already conceded three goals by the time he was taken off and i had to mention diogo jota he's in my team he's in many teams very very frustrating 57 minutes one point since i brought him in on the wild card in game week 30 so the first week i had him i put him on the bench and he got 12 points and i've started him the last three weeks and he scored two three and one so i'll be coming back to jota in the questions section a quick review of game week 33 how did it go for me first of all my transfers going into the game week i sold son for captain salah so that one went well I also took a late minus four to remove Harry Kane for Jamie Vardy. That one didn't work out. I was hoping Vardy was going to do something against Crystal Palace, but yet again, it was Ian Acho. I did own both of them, but I was hopeful Vardy could repay the hit instantly there. I've got cash in the bank to reverse that transfer, so I might end up doing it this week. Scored 58, take in the minus four. It's a 54, which was enough for a small green arrow. 29k to 27k so two small green arrows on the bounce we're moving in the right direction albeit slowly Uh, i've had a look this morning i'm 34 points away from the top 10k which is my goal so i've got five game weeks to make up that ground it's going to be challenging with no wild card and no chips but hopefully we can get close to it at least the good and the bad finally good double clean sheet for chelsea for mendy and aspilicueta Luke Shaw with an 8-pointer, Captain Salah 18 and Ian Acho with 12. And the bad, Roman Saiz with a big fat zero after doing well the previous two game weeks. Still probably going to start him against West Brom in game week 34 though. Trent, annoying, losing the clean sheet late on. Jota 1 point, Bruno 3, lots of questions about Bruno this week. Vardy blank and I got Bamford off the bench for Alonso for a 1-pointer. He couldn't even manage a 2-pointer. He had to pick up that yellow card. A quick update on the watch list following the game week. The players I've removed are Connor Cody. I think I only added him last week. I was saying I was considering getting a second Wolves defender. Thankfully, I didn't do it and certainly won't be doing it now after that performance against Burnley. Saiz, for me, is enough. I've also removed Traore. I think I've just gone off Wolves completely now. Can't see myself buying one of their players between now and the end of the season. I've removed Gareth Bale as well because he didn't start in the cup final. Uh, I think if he started in the cup final, I would have been a lot more likely to buy him at some point in the next few weeks. But I think I'm more likely to get Son back or Harry Kane rather than Gareth Bale. I, I still think he's okay as a differential, but I can't see myself getting him in. I've removed Havertz as well. Just don't want the Chelsea rotation headache in attack. I think there's plenty of other good midfield options who play 90 minutes every week. And Cavani is gone as well. Similar reasons. Didn't start. So, you know, I think there's plenty of strikers out there who do start every week and play 90 minutes. So I'm going to stay away from Cavani as well. Players I've added to the watch list this week. I've added the two players that I sold last week, Youngman's son and Harry Kane. So they're both probably at the top of my transfer targets this week. I'll probably get one of them in, I would imagine, for the Sheffield United fixture. I've also added the two Burnley guys, Charlie Taylor, the left back, and Chris Wood. I think I removed Chris Wood last week, said 
I said it wouldn't be very exciting to buy a Burnley striker at this stage of the season and he, he's made me eat my words with that performance. He's been really good for a couple of weeks now. So maybe Chris Wood will come in at some point before the season is out. He's back on the watch list. I've added a couple of Everton defenders as well. They've got good fixtures and a double game week to come. Luca Dean is the pick of the bunch, but he's quite expensive. I like Mason Holgate as well for a good bit cheaper. Everton midfielder added also. Gilfie Sigurdsson, nostalgic pick. We've had... Many's a good time with Gilfie over the years in FPL and I quite fancy him actually for the end of the season. I think he's got 90 minutes in the last three games. He's on penalties. We know he's a good free kick taker. Hit the crossbar at the weekend. So Sigurdsson is in my thoughts as well. Sigurdsson's actually pretty high actually in my in my watch list. Probably in the top five at the moment alongside Son and Kane. And finally Pereira from West Brom. He has been on and off the watch list all season. He's back on it now, on the score sheet from the penalty spot. So he's very cheap. I still like him as an option. So that is the watch that's updated ahead of Game Week 34. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. Thanks, as always, for everyone who sent them in. I've grouped some of them together this week because there's quite a few similar questions. The first two from Sean and Henry. Sean asks, Bruno, stick or twist? And Henry asks, what to do with Bruno and who are the best replacements? So, I mean... I think if there wasn't a potential double game week coming up for Bruno Fernandes in game week 35, which looks like it will be Aston Villa and Leicester, the easy answer here would be it's time to twist because he's been very, very disappointing. We can't confidently captain him, so it's a no-brainer to sell him. But the fact that there is that double game week 35 on the cards, I think we'll see a lot of people keep him. And I think I'll end up keeping him for that reason as well. I've probably got other priorities anyway rather than say on Bruno Fernandes so again it's a tricky one because we always say in FPL we shouldn't let double game weeks blind us uh, Bruno's been very disappointing doesn't really look like scoring you know he's probably relying on penalties at the moment but again that can change quickly and when you've got a player of Bruno's calibre who does take penalties who plays for a very good side who has a double game week um it's very hard to sell them. So I think I'll be keeping, but again, I wouldn't stop anybody from selling them. If you are selling them, Henry's looking for replacement. So I've gone through most teams. I think there's, obviously with Bruno, if you're selling them, you've got a lot of cash, so there's lots of options. The obvious one is Salah, if you don't already own him. I think Kevin De Bruyne is an option. I've washed my hands with Manchester City players for the season. I won't be going back there because I don't want to suffer through Pep Roulette, but I still think Kevin De Bruyne is a pretty good option if you're selling Bruno Fernandes. Youngman's son, if you don't have him, Chef's night this week, and 
I think Spurs have got pretty good fixtures between now and the end of the season as well. So I like Bruno to Son, Greenwood, Lingard, Madison, all kind of similar prices. I think they're three very good options. I would probably still have Lingard first, Greenwood second, Madison third there. But I don't think there's too much between Lingard and Greenwood. Everton as well, there's options there. They've got the fixtures, they've got the double gimme to come. Sigurdsson, who I mentioned, I really like him on penalties. James Rodriguez looks a lot fitter and sharper, although last time I watched him he didn't perform very well, but he's an option. Uh, then you're getting into the punts category. Gareth Bale, who I mentioned. Wilfred Zaha, double gimme to come as well, who got himself on a score sheet. And then Chelsea. Chelsea midfielders are punty as well. Mason Mount, Havertz, even someone like Pulisic possibly. Again, much like Man City, I'm just going to avoid Chelsea attackers. But there are options there for those who want to do it more than I do. Reading through the options, I know Bruno's been disappointing, but I've still got faith. Maybe that will come back to haunt me and he'll continue to disappoint me. But I think, I think I'll be keeping him through... Game week 34, game week 35. Uh, and if he does have a double in 35, I think he'll have a blank in 36. So maybe that will be the time to sell him. So yeah, for me, he stays and penalties is a big factor in that. I've grouped the next three questions together as well because they're all related. First one from FPL Clough. It's tempting to transfer Jota or Bruno out this week, but do you think rolling a transfer would be more valuable? Zach's question, is it time to go without Jota to get other midfielders? And Johnny asks, if you have no injury concerns, is it a good week to bank a transfer with potential double in 35 and blank in 36 coming up? So yeah, first of all, like I mentioned, we're hoping to get that news this week before the deadline. We're hoping to find out exactly what double game week 35, blank game week 36 will look like. Fingers crossed we do get that because it's going to be very, very annoying if we don't. If we do get that information, let's say we get it on Thursday or, or Friday morning, then I don't think you need to bank a transfer because you have the information. On the flip side, if we don't find out or there's still some unknowns by the time the deadline arrives on Friday, then yes, I think it's a very good week to bank a transfer. Let's say we don't know what's happening. Let's say that the announcement comes very late with these rearranged fixtures, which could happen because it's all you know government-related, COVID-related, so it could be a late, a late thing. We may just have to suck it up and, and not know before the deadline. If that's the case, very good week to, to bank a transfer when there's unknowns and when you know there's likely to be changes with the fixtures next week. So yeah, all depends on when that news comes. My guess would be this week. Surely it will come this week before the deadline. Hopefully they don't pull what they did last time and did it exactly at half past six when the FPL deadline uh, arrived. So yeah, banking a transfer very good this week if we don't have the information. Going back to the other questions uh, FPL Clough was on about selling Jota or Bruno I've already given my thoughts on Bruno I'm more in the keep camp than probably a lot of other people are when it comes to Jota though I'd be more inclined to sell Jota than I would Bruno I think there's some rotation fears there now he was disappointing you know didn't have a good performance and um, Liverpool are just very hot and cold at the moment as well so Jota I think would be an okay sell because I'm worried about him even starting against Manchester United. I think he could be on the bench for that one. So I think even if you think banking is a good idea, but if you're unhappy with Jota and you don't want him anymore, I think it would be absolutely fine to sell him. And you've got an idea anyway of which players are going to have a double game week and, and you know which players don't have any blanks coming up. Just look at Ben Crellin's spreadsheet and that will give you an idea. So yeah, banking is absolutely fine, but if you've got players that you're very, very unhappy with, 
don't let the double game week stop you from selling them this week. Uh, Zach's question was about if we do sell Jota, where should we go, basically? So my notes here say I rate Lingard and Greenwood more highly than Jota at the moment. So they would be the two obvious places to go. Uh, and I've mentioned the rotation concern after Jota's performance. So yeah, Madison's an option as well, but I just do slightly favour those two at the moment. Next question is from Jimmy. Everton fixtures are looking promising with a double game week in the near future too. Which defender, midfielder and attacker would you go for if you had an unlimited budget? So I think it's quite easy if you've got an unlimited budget for Everton players. I think the, the defender has to be Luka Dean. You know, he's the most expensive for a reason because he's got a pretty good attacking potential with that left foot of his. So Luka Dean would be my priority there. Midfield Sigurdsson, penalties. I think that's a pretty simple one too when you compare Sigurdsson versus James. Um, you can compare them fitness-wise as well. James is looking sharper, but he's never too far away from another injury. So Sigurdsson, I think, is the way to go there. And up front, over the course of the season, I still think Calvert-Lewin is the better pick, even though he's been very, very disappointing in recent game weeks. So uh, Richardson got the assist for that calamitous Leno own goal at the weekend. But yeah, if I was choosing Richardson or Calvert-Lewin, I still have more faith in Calvert-Lewin from Everton. So yeah, look at Dean, Gelfie Sigurdsson, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think, are all very good transfer targets for us at the moment. Question from Tim Brown. How do you get over a disappointing week despite having a good squad? Tim is on 29 points and almost everyone blanked. But looking at his team, it's a really good team. You know, this happens to all of us. Um, you can have a fantastic start in 11. You know, a really good captain on paper before the game week. And like Tim this week, you can score 29 points and you can just question, why do I play this game? So the best thing to do in that scenario is remember, first of all, that bad game weeks are part of the game. We all have them. The person who wins the FPL this season will have quite a few bad game weeks, but they'll deal with them very well. So my notes here, look forward, not back. You know, Tim has a good team. Don't be looking at your game week 33 points all week. I would be looking at the game week 34 setup and be confident that the same trips can score big the next game week. Don't overreact. Maybe stay away from the FPL website until Thursday or Friday when you'll have a clearer head and you'll have calmed down. And most importantly, I think, don't make knee-jerk early transfers. Just sit in your hands, let the anger pass over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then come back to it on Thursday or Friday and you'll have a much clearer mindset. Question from FPL Jimmy. Do I get Harry Kane back? So my short answer here is yes, because I think he's the best captain option for Game Week 34. There's a good chance I will get him back for Jamie Vardy. I've got that slight conundrum where Jamie Vardy is likely to have a double game week in 35, but then Kane is the best captaincy option this weekend, so I probably will go back to Harry Kane. I can do it for free. If it was a minus four, I still think I'd be tempted to do it. I never mind taking a minus four for a player when I feel that they're the best captaincy option for that game week. So there will be people out there who don't have Kane who are wondering whether they should take a minus four to get him back this week. I think that's absolutely fine if you're going to captain him against Sheffield United because we should expect him to do well in that fixture. So yes, I think the answer is yes, we should get Harry Kane back. I'm not 100% sure on it. I need to think on it a little bit more. Like I said, that Vardy double game week, if it's confirmed, will make me question it a little bit 
Um, you know, part of me is thinking as well because I'm at 25k or, or 27k in the rankings, and I want to get to the top 10k. I probably need to go slightly against the grain on certain occasions between now and the end of the season. And maybe this is one. Maybe I don't get Kane back. Maybe I look to possibly even captain Jamie Vardy in the in the next game week or two, and hopefully that he outscores Kane because if that did happen then you know, I would climb the rankings a lot faster. So that's something I need to weigh up. But again, that's just my personal scenario where I'm trying to make up 34 points on the top 10K managers. But you know, if rank was nothing or, or money league didn't matter, quite simply, I think Harry Kane's the best captain option this weekend. Question from Chris. Has Melier become a legitimate goalkeeper option for the final few game weeks? With a lack of consistent clean sheets or potential rotation issues at other clubs, Chris currently has Mendy and Forster. So absolutely, I think Melier is a very good option for the rest of the season. I mentioned him last week. I didn't expect him to get points against Manchester United, but he did. But again, that just shows how much Leeds have improved at the back over the last month or two. They've kept clean sheets against some of the best teams in the league. They've also got good fixtures between now and Game Week 38 as well. So I think Melier, if you're looking for a, a new goalkeeper, I think he's as good as anyone. Uh, I think I would be inclined to go still go back to Martinez though because of the double Game Week and no blanks for Martinez as well. He's got the extra fixture over Melier. But yeah, I think Melier is, is a very good option now. And final question for this week is from Andrew. What's the best advice for managers who still have the wild card left? So I haven't really thought about this too much because I already played mine a while ago. But I think the main advice, if you still have it, is keep it in your pocket until the fixtures are confirmed. Then you'll have a much clearer picture on how best to use it based on what your current squad looks like. So yeah, like I said, hopefully we get that those fixture confirmations this week. That's when you can really start to think about, is this week a good week for the wild card? Is Game Week 35 a better week? Is Game Week 36 a better week? I think it'll be one of those. You'll either play it this week, you'll play it for the Dublin 35, or you'll play it in 36 to kind of recover from the double game week for the teams that don't have fixtures in 36. So yeah, basically you can't do much yet until the fixtures are confirmed. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Game week 34 captaincy now. There was a question from Ben Estes. The question on everybody's lips. Give the armband back to Kane versus Sheffield United or stick with Iheanacho versus Southampton. Iheanacho is on fire and Kane didn't look 100% in the League Cup. So I'm leaning towards Kalechi. So Ben is thinking of going Iheanacho over Harry Kane for the captaincy this week. And I think that is absolutely fine. Iheanacho is on fire. So who are the options this week? I think... Tottenham have the best fixture, they play Sheffield United, so you can go Kane or Son in that one. Or if you're really chasing and you fancy a differential, possibly Gareth Bale, who I think should start that one. Um, you've got Ian Acho against Southampton. Southampton is probably as good a fixture as any at the moment. Um, Southampton have been really poor for quite a while now, so we would expect Ian Acho to continue his good form in that one. Vardy's there as a differential option as well. He's always got the penalties in his locker. 
The other options, Manchester City play Crystal Palace. So if you've got Manchester City assets, you might be tempted to captain them. But again, rotation is quite scary with Pep Guardiola in terms of captaincy. Manchester United play Liverpool this week, so I think a lot of people will stay away from that fixture for captaincy. I tend to stay away from those, so I don't think I'll be captaining the likes of Salah or Bruno this week. I don't think we should be captaining Bruno anyway in his current form. Uh, Harry Kane, for me, I think, if I buy Kane back for Vardy, Kane will be my captain. If I decide not to get Kane back and do something else with my transfer, it'll be between Iheanacho and Vardy. I think that'll be a tricky one for me because Iheanacho's the man in form. He's the one we should be captaining, I think. But like I said, I'm trying to make up ground. And I think Captain and Vardy could be a calculated gamble for me against Southampton to try and climb the rankings and just hope that Kane has a quiet one. And obviously hope Vardy outscores Iheanacho as well. I'm at 27k in the rankings. To me, finishing 27k and 47k is basically the same thing. So I don't want to get to the end to, to the end of the season and say I really should have gambled a little bit more to try and get to my goal of top 10k. So don't be surprised to see my team at the weekend and, and to see no Harry Kane and to see Vardy captained over Ianacho. I think it's a calculated gamble that could pay off, probably more likely not to pay off but one that I may be willing to do in order to try and make up some ground this game week. Moving on now to my potential transfers for the game week. First of all, I'm going to just wait and hopefully that that double game week news gets announced. Well, I won't be giving transfers too much thought until that happens because obviously that's going to change our thinking once we see, no matter how much we try to deny it, once we see a couple of teams with double game weeks, that's the teams we want to target with our transfers, whether it's right or wrong. I could reverse the Vardy Kane transfer. I've got enough cash to do so. I think I've got 0.1 million in the bank uh, wiggle room, so I should be fine until Friday if I want to do that on Friday. Again, I've mentioned Leicester could have the double game week, so I think if that does happen, I'll be quite tempted to stick with the Vardy Ian actual double up and just stay away, away from Kane for a couple of game weeks and hope that he doesn't do too much damage. My other options, Rafinha is a problem if he's still injured. I think I'll be inclined to sell Ravinha instead of getting Kane back for Vardy. The option Sigurdsson I quite like. I could finally go with my tail between my legs and buy Jesse Lingard who plays Burnley or I could go Mason Greenwood. I think most likely out of those three I like a punt on Sigurdsson with the fixtures and the possible double game week to come and it's, it's a nostalgic pick. Love Siggy so I'd love to get him back in and probably be the last time I would ever own him in FPL I would imagine. Another option, Bruno Fernandes out, Hyungman Son in if I don't get Harry Kane. But again, Bruno, likely double game week 35, so he's probably going to survive for that reason. So let's hope we get that news this week, which will help us with our decisions, not only for this week, but for the rest of the season as well, particularly for those of you who have got chips and wild cards left. Thank you for listening, folks. Please give this a share on Twitter if you enjoyed it and leave a review on whatever platform you're using. If you haven't already, check out the bonus episode with Sheffield United owner Prince Abdullah, which is now available. It's a really good listen. If you'd like to support me as a full-time fantasy manager, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Best of luck to you all for Game Week 34. Enjoy the Champions League semi-finals, and I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. The Athletic.